Welcome to the Lead Team Podcast. Every week, the Lead Team at Tate Springs will review our Sunday services, everything from the message to worship and whatever else comes to our minds. Let's dive in. Well, welcome to another Lead Team Podcast. This is Pastor Jared here. Today, we are joined with Curtis, our family, well, former family. He's now our Great Commissions pastor. Yeah, I didn't get fired. That's, and, that's uh, the yeah, part. The artist, for, the pastor formerly known as our family pastor, <laughs> but now our Great Commissions pastor. Can I just be like, can, can I just be like a symbol? Yes. Instead, can I just, I, like, I want a symbol. Yes. Like, just that that's what I am from now on. I don't have a name or a title. I'm just the symbol. <laughs> yeah, we could we could figure that out some some letter I'm sure. And then also our new next gen minister, howdy howdy, uh, Houston Arledge, and so Houston, and uh, father to be Houston. Yes, yes. And so how is Bree? She's doing good. Yeah. She's doing good. Good. Uh, we're just excited. I'm ready to hold our baby girl with my own. Second trimester so, already. Yeah. I know. It seems like it was just like yesterday that you guys told me you guys were pregnant. I know. And I was like Curtis oh, was the really first good. person to know. Wow. Yes, that. I was the first person because like because he couldn't keep his mouth shut. Mainly, I think that's that true. was the main reason. I think I'm trying to remember when you told us. Was it on the day of your view of the call when we went to uh, to lunch? Yes. I think that's when yes. you told us. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. exciting. So we're really glad to have you at the church and also here for the podcast. So today we are talking about uh, we're recording on a Monday and we're so we're able to have it fresh on our mind. Yesterday was Sunday and we talked about Romans 12. And uh, we are continuing our When in Rome sermon series. And so this is, uh, everything's been about life. You know, living is this, living this way, living that way. Yesterday was living sacrificially. And the idea was the selflessness that's involved and required of Christians when we're living in Rome. You know, we have opponents and we have people who, you know, act in opposition to the gospel and, uh, and how we're supposed to respond to that. So our two questions uh, that we have now kind of pivoted to talk about in this podcast. The first one is really, what was the most memorable thing in the service on Sunday? So we'll just lob it out there, whoever wants to go first. I have a particular set of Okay. <laughs> oh, yes, the leaders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, it took you, it was fun because you really let that simmer. And, and like, you, some people, it took them a while to catch on. They're like, oh, wait, I know this. I know this, you know, it, it, like, <laughs> It, it, the laughs were like spread out. I, the for second a long you time. said "taken," I leaned over to Bree and I said, "I have a particular set of skills," and and then I finished the quote. Well, the fact that uh, it was exactly but, quoted to the movie too, like oh, yeah. you, you know, you didn't like chintz off and just give one oh, of yeah. those like, "Oh, I gave a three-word summation." No, like you gave the full quote. It's so right. background. It took me uh, all week to memorize that dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> I did rewatch the scene. That, that is what sermon prep looks That's like. That's what sermon prep. So you think I'm studying the original Greek language oh. of Romans when in fact I'm watching movies. Well, I can relate because uh, for an illustration in our D now material that the students will be doing this weekend, I went back and rewatched a portion of the movie Encanto oh, yeah. uh, to be able to accurately portray something. So yeah, so I get it. Uh, this this is what we have to do for research. The cost. The cost of what we do. The cost, yeah. yeah. I mean, it is. Uh, this is what Jesus meant when he said, "Carry your cross." It meant having to watch movies. So, so yeah. So uh, we quoted, you know, Liam Neeson. That is, I would say, probably his most famous line. But the point was connected to the spiritual gifts. I didn't dig into the spiritual gifts because we do that every month. In fact, this coming weekend is our discovery workshop where we talk about uh, the spiritual gifts. We unpack them, the diversity of gifts. Curtis, you preached a great sermon, um, and I think uh, your most recent sermon that you had the, op- the opportunity to preach, if not one of the most recent ones, yeah, probably the best sermon, by the way, I've heard on 
on that topic. And so if you're listening and, if, and you weren't here, or if you, if you missed that sermon, go back on our YouTube page and, and check it out. I'll always remember the uh, illustration you gave where you gave the Jaws music without the done. Yeah. Without the contrabass. Yeah. yeah. Which was a small, but really important part. And so I didn't talk about the diversity of gifts, but we did talk about the reality of gifts. Right. And, uh, and so, yeah. Um, how about you, Curtis? What was kind of the, well, in, in line with that, the, what resonates with me a lot is the concept between volunteering and serving in the concept that as believers, we don't volunteer. Volunteering brings this concept like uh, there's some sort of self-gratification. There's some sort of something that goes along with volunteering that's about us yeah. when service is completely mm, not about yeah. us. And so as somebody who, yeah. who works a lot with you know our volunteers in our nursery and children's ministry and youth ministry and working with kids, when we deal with uh, you know probably 50, 60 volunteers a week by the time it's all said and done, yeah. uh, we call them volunteers because people understand we're yeah. not paying them. But really... <laughs> What they are is we like, want to be clear about it. Yeah, so well, like if you if no, you go I'm into kidding, our I'm if kidding. you go into our nursery on a Sunday morning, <laughs> yo, who do we pay? No, if you go into our nursery on a Sunday morning it, during the small group hour, you're going to see the same people in there each week teaching. Yeah. We don't call them nursery volunteers. They're our teachers. Yeah. They're teaching that your kid may be one, but they're still teaching them the Bible. And when we serve, there's something so much more. Uh, important that goes on yeah. than when we volunteer and we serve because we're believers. It's the outflow of, of who we are as believers. We shouldn't be able to keep ourselves from serving. We shouldn't have to be like, oh, I need to make myself serve. It is the byproduct of being a follower of Christ right. that we do serve. Right. Yeah, there's a difference between have you know have to and get to. Yeah, and uh, and Christians sometimes we think about our faith as things we have to do. We have to go to church. We have we should. I guess I should sign up to serve and really. The, the problem with, with that is uh, is not the language, but the language, I think, is a byproduct of a mentality. And yeah. so for us, uh, I think when you understand, and this was the point yesterday, when you understand what, what Paul's saying when it comes to spiritual gifts, he's, it, it's after, that section is after the, the verse he talks about, the renewing of your mind. And whenever you are not conformed by the by the world, but you are transformed by the Spirit, and there's a renewing of your mind, it does change the way that you view the Christian religion, the Christian faith. And so it's no longer just this this job, this thing that you have to check off on Sundays, or you know, I guess I should serve in the nursery because that's what Christians are supposed to do. No, it's it's I get to do this. Yeah, and it's like, right. and then when you understand, wow, I'm God gave me a gift. He gave me the gift of teaching. I just happen to be, if you're someone listening, you're like, I have the gift of teaching. That's a gift that the Lord has given you and you get to use that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that blesses people and it, and it blesses the Lord's kingdom. And so that's more than volunteering. And yeah, that was the, uh, that was the point of, uh, of that, of that section, really the first point of the whole sermon, uh, yesterday. So what else, what other, uh, for me, I think the memorable thing was the disco lights and the baptistry. You know, I just noticed I'm preaching and everyone's kind of looking behind me and I'm like, am I about to get shanked from the, you know, someone have a, someone's like sneaking up, someone's sneaking up to me. Uh, and, and I look back, it's like, nch, 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 yeah, nch. we, we really, we could have not fixed the lights and we could have just changed the music background, <laughs> you know, and it could have worked just, you know, get the colors moving along with it on the stage. Yeah. And, uh, I'm kidding that that wasn't the most memorable, you know, I'll say this. I, um, so the Lord, as I'm preparing the sermon each week, 
you do the very best you can, but you know, you reach a point where you, you know, it's ready to take out of the oven, you know? And so I love one of my favorite things to do with a sermon and it's hard to do. It's near impossible is to, is to have the beginning and the end kind of mirror each other, like chiastically really. And uh, so if the beginning illustration can somehow play with the end illustration, then it's kind of a nice button up. Yeah. And so I didn't intend this yesterday until I was up there. So I got really excited whenever it was, whenever I would say that the Lord was uh, bringing it together. But the first illustration was about how my brother put on his glasses and he saw the dust, you know? And, and so the, that set up the intention of that was to set up the idea that we put on our Christian worldview glasses and we can see all the things that are wrong with the world. And then we can be really good at pointing that out. But the Bible calls us to not just be hearers of the word, but doers. And so what are we doing about it when we see things? Well, we have spiritual gifts. We use those not, you know, not merely to volunteer, but to serve and so on and so forth. So we get to the end and I'll pull up these pictures of uh, my, my house in Odessa. And I didn't even think about, you know, the fact that basically our backyard was just dust. And so I'm up there and I was just going to show the pictures. And so it was really kind of, it was really kind of fun when in the moment I was able to kind of, uh, bring that together. But it, but for me, it was, it's not just fun, but it was also memorable and it was also encouraging. I, I get the Lord encourages me, uh, as I'm preparing sermons, as much as I hope people are encouraged whenever they're hearing the sermons. Um, and, uh, and just to kind of be reminded of the fact that there was a bunch of dust that we did something about. And then just thinking like the same is true in the world. When we, when we, wake up and we go out and we see the brokenness question is, are we just going to look at it and then say, well, that's wrong. And then go on Facebook and say, I wore that, you know, or are we going to somehow pray and work through that and try to, you know, cultivate that dust so that it can turn into something green. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny. I don't remember you mentioning this exact scripture, but in Romans 12, verse 10, which you talked about nine for sure. But verse 10, as it continues that thought, it says, outdo one another, basically. It says, outdo one another. And it's it's not like a competition, like, oh, well, I love better than you do. But at the same time, like, isn't it? Like, like when I think about how much I love my wife, and, and if she gives me a gift or does something to express how much she loves me, then I think, well, I need to do something at least that good. Not because like, oh, she can't beat me because I've got to conquer that, but because I love her so much, you know, that I need to show her I love her. I want to show her in every way that I can. And that's the outdo that it's talking about. It even talks about brotherly love right. later on. But like this concept of outdoing one another with the giftedness God has given us, it's not a competition. It's a, I want to use this as much as I can, as effectively as I can, and let God's blessing just pour out through it. We should be driven by that, not to right. compete with someone, sure, yeah. but to just live that 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 excessive love toward one another over and over and over. Oh, I love you more than you love me. You know, when the boys were little, Mason. You know, you know, when the boys started could count. You know, it would be like, oh, I love you. No, I love you more. Oh, I love you times 10. Oh, Tony Stark. You know, you. yeah. What is that in the 3,000? Yeah. 3, yeah. Yeah. But then what Mason finally figured so you, out. Wait, they still, so Tony Stark Iron Man stole it from you. Yeah, he did. He did. And yeah. it, Have but, you sued him yet? 
No, I'm just well, make sure to tithe. When so you do first of all, I'm it's hard to just can't count past three thousand. It's 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 hard to sue. <laughs> it's hard to sue Tony 4, Stark 000. for two reasons: one, because he's imaginary; and two, because he's dead. So both those reasons. Spoilers. Spoiler alert! Yeah, spoiler if you alert, missed yeah. that movie eight years ago. So, um, the, but like when Where you, people are busy, Curtis, I know, okay? I know not don't everyone can be so judgmental and watch the most popular movie of its <laughs> year. Um, but, uh, it didn't win any awards though. Couldn't have been that good. Um, but yeah, so like when you, when you look at it, like he would, Mason would then, you know, Kylan would say, well, I love you times infinity. And then and Mason was like, I love you as much as God. You know, he's like, uh, you, 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 know, you always are trying to like outdo one another. Like, Jesus, how can you, how yeah. can you love people more? That's the outdoing. Yeah. I think that we want to do like, yeah. I want to love you more. Yeah. Well, and this is a really cool parallel that we see. You know, we, we talk about living by faith and by grace and how nothing we do saves us. Right. But here we see an instance and you had it in your sermon in the sentence, right? It's not just about viewing things properly mm -hmm. or viewing things rightly, but doing things rightly. Yeah. Right. And so like faith without works is dead. Uh, and so if we're not living out our faith and that might be a sign that we actually don't have it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and it kind of reminds me of the, the parable of the talents yeah. uh, that we are given and we bury and we don't, we don't necessarily, uh, benefit from those at all, right? We're not supposed to bury them. We're supposed to put them to work and we right. don't put them to work for ourselves. We put them to work for our master. Yeah. And so when we're utilizing things throughout our life, outdoing one another in honor or using our spiritual giftings, then we're actually doing that as worship to God because of our love for him. And so it's yeah. not a competition thing. It's not about earning anything. It doesn't earn you anything, but it is the outlook that we're supposed to have. Yeah. And this is, you know, the, uh, and I love when, when this happens, the thought of viewing versus doing, uh, and it's really not versus it's, it's viewing and not forgetting the doing, but this is a thought that I had a couple of weeks ago and I even tweeted about it and I didn't even think about, uh, it wasn't in anticipation of Romans 12. It was just more of a thought that I've had where I just realized how easy it is to be a modern day Pharisee. Mm. So if we're talking about living in modern day Rome and, uh, there were Romans, uh, obviously living in ancient Rome, but there were also Pharisees that were living during the time of Jesus as well. And so that spirit of fundamentalism or Pharisaism, which is all about the viewing, divorced from the doing, that's a real problem. And I think it's really easy for us uh, to do that and um, and to live that way and, to, and just to point out all the things that are wrong. And uh, And so the language I've been, this is something I've been thinking a lot about lately. And so the phrase Christian worldview, I can't remember if I've talked about it uh, on, on this podcast, but the phrase Christian worldview is a great phrase. But I also think that if you leave it there and you put a period after that, then uh, I think you're kind of missing the point because mm -hmm. it's not just viewing the world yeah. the right way. That That is important. You can't you can't have a pursuit of, of good things if you don't have the view of, of, of the right things. But I'll, I really come to much prefer the idea of a Christian narrative. Yeah. And uh, and so even with with the theme here, storytelling, discovery for God's story and the chapters, I just feel like the idea of a Christian narrative uh, has more of uh, an action behind it than just a Christian worldview. So that leads us to the second final question, which is, what can we? Uh, what action steps can we walk away from Romans twelve with? I think first of all, I mean, the obvious is, you know, everyone's gifted. Everyone, every believer has received gifts and everybody should be using those gifts. 
I mean, that's that's the the obvious thing. I personally believe that God doesn't only give us our gifts so that we're good in a specific area. I believe that's the areas we're supposed to be leading in because we're all supposed to be doing all the things that spiritual gifts list out. We're all supposed to be, you know, sharing the gospel with people, the gift of evangelism, not only for people with the gift, you know, evangelizing is not only for the people with the gift of evangelism, but yeah. when, when we look at it, that means the people with the gift of evangelism should be leading out and teaching others, showing others how to share their faith. And so I think that more than just serving in the areas we're gifted in, we should be leading in the areas we're yeah. gifted in and serving in all yeah. the other areas. That's a great point. Yeah. So Ian Button, uh, you know, a member who just moved to Canada to do ministry, he'd always uh, talk about how some people will use spiritual gifts kind of as an out to mm -hmm. not do other things that they're not gifted in. And it's like, well, I'm gifted in this, so I'm not going to help put chairs up. Well, I'm gifted in this, so I'm not going to help, you know, serve in the kitchen. And, uh, and so that's obviously not why God did not give us a gift so that we can ignore the other parts. It's, it's to, to like what Curtis is saying, it's to help lead out so that other people who may not have certain gifts could, uh, you know, not only be blessed through your, your, uh, activity and your gift, uh, but also, you know, be strengthened in the areas that they're weak in. And so, um, what about you, Houston? Any, uh, thoughts yeah. about action steps? I mean, to continue to continue to develop that, just be the guide. You've talked about mm, that. Yeah. You mentioned that in discovery workshops, you know, we're not here to be the main heroes. We're here to be the guide. So if you have a yeah. spiritual gift, use that to develop other people like Curtis is saying. Yeah. Uh, be that's, the Yoda. Yeah. The Obi -Wan. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's what's going to lead to multiplication. And that's what's going to lead to the kingdom uh, of God just expanding rapidly beyond control mm -hmm. uh, if we take the focus off ourselves enough to be the guide for someone else. And, I, you know, when you think about it, Jesus, um, he is the hero of the story, but he uh, he was so selfless and sacrificial um, that he died on the cross and then ascended even mm -hmm. after he rose from the dead, uh, which gave the ability, gave the the kind of the margin for the church to carry on that ministry so yeah. so that people can be added to the kingdom. And yeah. so in a sense, he, you know, he's the hero, but he also operated as the guide and then gave a great example for us as a New Testament church to always, always found it odd when I qualify New Testament church with the phrase New Testament. That is the church, you know. Yeah. But you get the point. <laughs> so but yeah, you know, um I think that I, when I'm thinking about the question, I'm thinking about those things as well, like you both said. Um, but also, we have Care Week, you know, here. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. we encourage the the membership to grab a bag and some materials that we have out before. We keep it, that stuff out dur throughout the week, too. So if you didn't get it on Sunday, stop by on Wednesday and grab it. And uh, there's Bibles and tracks and Frisbees and, and things, and just throw some fun stuff in it at the store, fruit snacks and whatnot, and just... Hand it. Discount Valentine's candy on Thursday. There you go. Boom. There you go. Yeah. yeah discount care. Valentine's Day. So if you wait strategically towards the end of this week for this care week, then you can actually give your uh, the neighbor that you're praying for some uh, yeah. some cheap candy. Some cheap yeah. candy. Because yeah. that's really what we're going Because that's what we're showing. Trying to make sure we spend as yes. little money as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so... Conversation hey, hearts. Hey, perfect. There you go. Be <laughs> mine. But uh, yeah, so uh, thank you guys for tuning in today. Um, we, uh, I think next week, uh, we have decided Houston's preaching on Sunday. So yeah. 
So if you're listening here and you want to hear our new next gen minister uh, preach on a Sunday morning, uh, this is a great chance for you to come and do that. Be praying for our, our Disciple Now weekend and uh, join us on Sunday. It's going to be a, it's historically such a fun Sunday, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then we'll come back next week and uh, and we'll ask the same questions, but we'll be referencing a, a Houston sermon. So we're excited about that. So thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. At Tate Springs, we want to help you discover your part in God's story. Connect with us at tatesprings.com. We'll see you next time.